Hey, everybody. We're back for another Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, all it's amazing we can just cover the whole spectrum of TV in one podcast, but we do it. That is a claim that would survive any empirical looking into. Yep. Uh, this week, we had uh, an extra special one. We had episode 308 of The Leftovers, <laughs> The Book of Nora, episode 308 of Better Call Saul, Slip, episode 308 of Fargo, who rules the land of denial? And can I say, as a person with like dyslexia, it's so nice that all the episodes finally synced. <laughs> yeah, I just I, there's something really just nice about Satisfying. that. I, I'm glad that Better Call Saul took a week off because it was constantly, you know, the front runner on the numbering, and I was getting a little annoyed trying to remember. Oh, is this 307, well, 306? Like, like I'm only a couple thousand miles from my car rolling over 222,222 oh, miles. And when satisfying. that happens, it's yeah. going to like full body orgasm. <laughs> right. <laughs> something you just... are probably going to crash and die. <laughs> <laughs> it's definite. It's definite. Yeah. I just hope the airbags still still work. This uh, is akin to that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we had, it's also an extra special week because it was the series finale of right. The Leftovers, one of our favorite shows. Um, so the question is and then and so so like you got the the book the book of Nora series finale of leftovers um better castle slip where Jimmy slips again uh Nacho does some really risky pill bottle maneuvers and Mike digs up something unpleasant in the desert and Fargo uh the who rules the land of denial where things get mystic Jewishly mm-hmm. mystic and uh who won the week oh you're throwing it to me yeah who won the week uh I mean, by by a mile, by not even not even a city block, but a country mile. For me, it's leftovers. Yeah, I feel like the degree, like we, our unreasonable faith in a newly found faith in the Lindelof uh, and Parada team up made us maybe not even appreciate the degree of difficulty of having a satisfying ending for the show of the leftovers. The fact that they've done it three times now with every season mm-hmm. is incredible. Like, and maybe that's the secret because I, you know, going into Mad Men, going into Breaking Bad, going into Justified, I had very clear ideas of how I, what I wanted to see as fans. Whereas the leftovers, like, I had no, no idea what I wanted to see. And I'm not sure if that's easier or harder, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it it wasn't a sure thing that it would be uh, something that would come to a satisfying climax and conclusion. But uh, I think it did. I think, uh. It did. We spent two hours talking about it already. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I mean, this show is just, you know, it's inexplicably just so good. So it, good. I can't, I can't even tell you what it is necessarily, like, the one thing to narrow it down to that says this is why this show is ten times better than anything else I've seen on TV recently. Well, I, I think it's going to be one of those things like – like um, Twin Peaks, like Saint, like Hill Street Blues, like uh, Oz, like Lost, even like Sopranos, that people say this is a creative milestone. People twenty, like the way Lindelof talks about Lost twenty years on, is the way I think people are going to like. I we didn't know you could do this on television. We didn't know that this is something yeah. that, that like that, that the general public would, would swallow something like this, that you could tell a story that just is, is it's a mystery about emotional truth, not factual plot truth and have it work yeah. out so beautifully. And, and because you, you, everyone gave a shit about it from the 
guy researching the musical choices to the creators of the show to the writer room to the actors to the people shooting it like this it was just a quality operation and i can't think of any other show that has both devastated and uplifted me over the years as consistently as the leftovers yeah i mean just nothing else engages me the way that the leftovers does so that's one the fact that it felt like the entire time i was watching it this was important television Mm -hmm. is there a little bit of the hipster effect the fact that this does feel a little bit like a cult, like, like they, they were. I, mean, I, I, don't I was give listening a shit to. About that, but I was I'm listening sure to some bo- people do. Both uh, Chris and Andy and Alan Sepinwall and his new sidekick on their perspective shows were saying it's so weird to see so many critics abuzz, but like in 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 the direct opposition to like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. And those mm. are probably the two yeah. big like shows that have come kind of wrapped up in the last few years mm-hmm. where like Twitter was just a wash during the finale night, which is everybody talking about it. He's like, uh, they, they said that it was weird to only see kind of like our fellow professional TV critics talking about their reviews. Like there was not a lot of leftovers buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people watching it. Either. And I, I sometimes that, you know, I think everybody's got a little bit of hipster to them that they, they like liking a hidden gym that, that they can be an evangelist for. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I liked it before it was cool. And well, it's just, you know, you don't get it. And I, I wonder how much of that I don't, I, I don't seem to be attracted to stuff like that, but the fact <laughs> that it is a smaller, more intimate, but very passionate audience, I thought was a fun, was, was one of the things that took it over the top. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that I could engage with this show. Uh, with with the leftovers on the same level as like the most passionate fans because that's certainly not true of like a Game of Thrones right there are right. people who are sixty times more passionate than I will ever be yeah. about that show yeah uh, even though I love it it's yeah. it just yeah I'm not I'm not on the same the books, level as those you people done, right like where this is for better or worse twenty eight episodes of television it's approachable yeah. it's accessible it's not something you can maybe binge so but... I felt a stronger connection definitely to that that idea that community. And also, like, uh, the fact that, like, this real, this show kind of blew up for us. Like, it, it, it got to Walking Dead levels in its final season, traffic-wise. It's true. And, yeah. and while the last few weeks especially was more feedback than I could actually use on the show, it was a comfortable amount to read. And there was nothing – like, in Game of Thrones, I, oh. like, I get an email and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get 12 of these. Yeah. Because it's every – because the – you know, you got 300,000 people listening – even if 1% of those people sends in a, t- a hot take, mm-hmm. that's still a lot of people having a hot take about the same stuff. Right. But here, like, these takes were, like, you know, super deeply personal. Yeah. Uh, like, a guy who's survived, like, this, his dad committed suicide two years ago. Mm-hmm. An atheist living in Egypt that, you know, is worried about, like, being uncovered and, and brought up from charges of apostasy, which are a big deal. Yeah. Um, our, you know, we had a kind of unique relationship with this material, too. Like, I felt like every single one I got was, even if I didn't have time to read it, like, I was a better person for reading it, and they were unique, and it felt like... A community. It felt like Bald Move three or four years ago, where I could get my arms around the community, right? You know, whereas like Game of Thrones is just like a fire hydrant <laughs> that hits me, and I'm like, I'm going to try to get you could the, swept down the yeah, street, yeah. I'm going to try of water. I'm going to hold out my Dixie cup and hope I get a couple drops. But yeah. this, this, and it was, it was really fun and satisfying. I mean, uh, all of that makes this final episode feel that much better yeah. because it, it sort of encapsulates it, you know, and and puts this final. Uh, just the final mark on what leftovers is going to be for me. And I, I think there was really no way unless the leftovers just fucked up this last episode and I hated it, that anything else was going to win this week because of all of that baggage. Yeah. 
I, so. I'm, and, I, and I will, I'll even go so far as like I'm not even sure this is the best finale of Leftovers. Okay. Because I kind of think I could see a case for season I, two. I kind of think season two because all that stuff was new. like all the internet, all the the hotel stuff, all that stuff was brand new. The mm-hmm. the, the audaciousness of this was uh, they brought it back again and still somehow made it fresh. Yeah. And the Kevin Nora stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Like that's the thing. Like still like almost a week out. I'm not quite sure how now now there's been like. Have you read a lot of the materials that let That's going to be my Monday. <laughs> because because I I have and there is just some incredible pieces that and interviews of Lindelof that have kind yeah. of really deepened my appreciation and that's where I'm going to be talking the majority of my time on on Tuesday when we give us give it the wrap up treatment. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like it, it's going to be a while before I tell whether season 2 or season 3 is the best finale, but I don't think it has to be the best finale to be considered a great way to wrap up a show. Right. Because this is yeah. the only one that and, – and, and again, like I talked about on the podcast, some of that is just going to be because I knew it's the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't I, – I was hoping to get more before and expected to get more where now I just know this is, this is absolute finality and there is no room for – any sequels or prequels or not this is the end with a capital capital t capital e yeah and i mean that finale wasn't perfect for me either um i think it still easily wins the week but i had some very big issues with lori mm-hmm. uh, see i had the way that, that turned out yeah um so you know even despite that i think it won it by a mile not that it's a contest but i think i like it more than you yeah okay <laughs> well leftovers loves me best I guess my uh, opinion's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about who won second place. That's because more interesting. I I think it's I think it's Fargo, but not by a country mile. I think it's Fargo by okay. a city block. Okay. <laughs> because I think I think Fargo, both of which are meant to illustrate long distance, longer than average distances. Well, a country mile is a lot longer than a city it, block. It is, yeah. Um, but I think that. Honestly, I think it would be a country mile, except for that nacho scene where he's trying to swap the pill bottle. That's the one scene that really stands out. That's like Hitchcockian. I, it's yeah. been a long time that I felt that much tension for a fairly minor character, too. Mm-hmm. Like which, which tells me that as much as I've maybe bitched and moaned about them not developing his plot enough, that uh, the father-son hook they've had in this season uh, really, really roped me in. Because I was all in on that scene, and I could barely breathe. Yeah, I was scared to death for this character that I didn't really give a shit about. Right until the last two or three episodes. I'm with you. I think that scene made the episode for me, and without it, it's not even a particularly great episode yeah. of of Better Call Saul. Yeah, I thought I thought a lot of the gym the the I appreciate where they're trying to go, and I think where they're going is is valid, but I think that they for me did not quite on, on Better Call Saul did not quite hit all the character beats for Jimmy's descent into Saul, which I think is what they're... I mean, surely... We haven't talked about this, but surely at the end of this season, we're going to be firmly entrenched in Saul land. There's not going to be... I would think so, yeah. They surely can't take another, you know, renewal of Jimmy's good side. Yeah. It feels like things are going into a bad place for him. Yeah, definitely. And, And I wish that there was a little bit more... I, I can't say skill because that uh, that's that's dumb. Like Peter Gould <laughs> and Vince Gilligan 
are, are are very skillful in how they tell a story, but their penchant of writing themselves in the corner not always pays off as well as it can. And season two of Better Breaking Bad is a great example of that. A superior mm-hmm. yeah. season of television that, for my money, completely falls the fuck apart in the last two episodes. Right, and I don't have both both in this episode of Better Call Saul and with Breaking Bad season two. I don't quite dislike those things as much as you do, although I do see your points on them. Uh, in other I, words, be- Better Call Saul loves you best. It does, yes. Breaking Bad loves you best. My opinion is better on Better Call Saul. <laughs> uh, it, but I... So I don't have as much problem, but I, I do still think it was just... Eh, it was just meh. Like, this is more of of the similar things we've been seeing throughout the past couple seasons. And especially, with Jimmy and I got as, as much... And I know you like this better than me, but, like, I am really kind of over the five-minute mic montage. Like, yeah, I can't like as 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 I, I remember like s- totally being sucked into the garden hose, yeah, yeah, and totally being sucked into the sneaker shot, mm-hmm. and this last him wandering out in the desert with the metal detector. It's like every time they go back to the well, it's like <laughs> I'm less and less fat. Especially it's tedious this week since I had kind of sussed out the secret. Um, yeah, I guess I I don't I didn't view it as one of those mic montages. It was more like just a single shot. Yeah, but it was five. Like that whole sequence Hmm. was five minutes long to tell us something that we already knew. And and the other thing is like, so it's like you could argue the same thing with like the body of Drew. Right. um, But that wasn't so much about how they're going to get rid of his body so much as look at the devastation it has brought to everybody (laughs) except for fucking Jesse Plemons face. (laughs) <laughs> like look at uh-huh. Mike, look at Walt, look at uh Jesse, look at how this has affected them, look how haunted it is. Uh you know, Dave Porter crushing it on the music. This was just I'm watching grandpa out in the desert with the metal detector and oh he's gonna find a corpse. Wow. Yeah, I just thought there was there was a little more artistry there, I guess. Um I, I like that overhead shot a lot. Yeah. A lot of mics. I, yeah. Uh but so here, here's the real problem I have is where do I rank this versus Fargo? Because have I said that I think Fargo? Yeah, I said you did it's, 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 by a city block. And I actually now the more I'm talking about it, it might be more of a country mile. Not, yeah. not, not. Is there something between the two? Not a light like year a, like you were talking about Fargo. It's suburban. Uh, the leftovers, and I don't even think the leftovers was a light year better than Fargo. Mm-hmm. I just think that you're right. There's no way I can get I can put Fargo. First of all, I don't think it's as good objectively. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I also like even if it were, there's no fucking way I'm going to give a show that is rounding into its final two episodes the same heft that I give my favorite show, possibly of all time. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Wrapping up a very solid season, uh, a, superior, a superior season, and the show entirely. There's just no way. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But and the other thing I think that people find shocking is that in previous seasons I've loved Fargo. Like I loved the first season of Fargo, and then the fishnado happened, and it mm-hmm. left a really sour, fishy flavor in my uh, that that uh, that Fargo never really got back until like the final two episodes. Yeah, I think the snow, like the one, like the snowstorm episode was where remember that? Yeah, with that was numbers. And, yep. Speaking of Hitchcockian, that was really fucking good. That was, and then it kind of finished strong from there. Second season was just building up into a powerhouse, and then the UFO landed, and I just like complete. <laughs> I, I felt like <laughs> yeah, the show shit the bed. 
Me too. And I checked. I kind of pretty much checked out on it. This season, we hit the Jewish Purgatory Gehenna bowling alley, and I I could tell by the forum threads and by the email that I was getting that people in, were ready for the old man Aaron rant. Yep. About and I just I just ate it up, and I talked at length for good about, reason. I think. Yeah, and I I don't even know myself. Sometimes like I don't like. I don't think it's completely intellectually defensible. I I did spend a good time defending it on the Fargo podcast. Listen to that if you want to hear it. But like, I just feel like instead of being just a left turn out of Albuquerque, uh-huh. uh, no disrespect to Better Call Saul, this felt like something. The more you picked at it, the more interconnected it was with this season of Fargo as a whole, and not right. just a little Easter egg that they teased and then like, oh well, yeah, I guess there's a UFO that's going to save the day. Um, yeah. I I loved it. I love this last episode, both halves of it. Yeah, I mean, I really only liked the last half, but I didn't dislike the first half. It's it's kind of like, um, I, I guess what I should do is I should take the two halves that were meh, the one half from Fargo and the one half from Better Call Saul, and throw those out <laughs> as, yeah. as equal, and then say which one was better in the things that I liked. Uh, I think you're just I, judging Nacho versus Emmett's mental breakdown. Nacho wins. And, yeah, I mean, to me it does. I, I thought that was an expertly crafted scene. Huh. Uh, and those were really the highlights for me uh, in those two episodes. So, yeah, I, I think I, I would give it to Better Call Saul um, over Fargo, but they both lose out to the leftovers. Do you think that— But it's real close on those other two. Yeah, I, and the other thing, the only other thing that it's different between this this Aaron and two seasons ago Aaron was that I have gone through and seen a lot of the weirder Cohen Brothers films that right that uh, you know that that that, that uh, things used to be kind of weird and left turn and now I can see like oh this is the source material that they are uh, giving a uh, I I guess. Yeah, I haven't seen I had a much those, narrower cuz like when going into first season of Fargo, I I'd seen Fargo, I'd seen Raising Arizona, I'd seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, I'd seen The Big uh, Lebowski. I've seen Burn After Read at the at their most whimsical. None of them were like, you know, really that crazy. Like, yeah, Raising no. Arizona had the weird biker devil guy, you know, uh Where Brother Where Art Thou, but now that I've seen, you know, uh, a serious man and the what is it the man who knew too much or the uh I don't know like I I've, shit whatever uh, <laughs> inside now I've seen I don't like I haven't liked them all but like I now see that the Cohen brothers catalog is a lot broader and it has a lot more room for this just kind of nonsensical crazy and they like to play with you know like Eric said in the first season when he did the Fargo file stuff that yeah. they do like to play with these. You know, not on the nose supernatural things, but the hint of the supernatural that like God and the devil seems like they're just in the margins of a lot of this stuff. And yep. I guess I've made my peace with that. Okay. That helps. Yeah. So I guess runner up and loser for us are different, but the winner is the winner. Yep. And that's the leftovers. Big question is where does who wins the week go for the final two episodes, the final two weeks? Is it just a mano a mano Fargo versus. I guess so. Better I mean, call Saul. Do we want to? Because um, I'm, you know, I'm. I mean, that rounds it out nicely because they both have the same amount of episodes right. left. So I might throw, I might throw some of the other stuff I'm watching into the ring. Like I might throw um, 
you know, Amer- like I might talk about American Gods or Handmaid's Tale or something like that mm-hmm. um, in in on that. But uh, because, of, yeah, it's just like, I guess, a, you know, and then when I, I don't I don't even know what's going on besides Game of Thrones during Game of Thrones season. But this is I what I'm, what I'm getting at. Is, yeah, what I'm getting at is this isn't going to be a recurring segment. This was like kind of yeah. unique. Uh, this we kind of did this on the shows the last time leftovers. Uh, Better Call Saul and Fargo people went head to that. head. Uh, and yeah, it just pissed people off because it was usually Fargo because it came later in the week and, and Fargo only won one or two weeks and it was a bummer. Yeah, so they didn't like hearing that they lost. They also didn't want to hear spoilers for other shows sometimes. Right. So like, but better everybody likes the con- like either arbitrary ranking of shit so you can argue about it and, and, sure. and bitch and moan about it. So that's fun. So I, I, unless something, unless we have another thing like where like all this peak television comes to a head and and does a does a back to back shootout, then yeah, uh, we won't do this. But bald move TV will definitely continue to be a thing. Like Cecily and I uh, are going to do. Uh, I can't remember if it's like one or two more episodes. I think it's two more episodes of Handmaid's Tale. I have no idea how many episodes of American God. I have no idea where hmm. at what point in the season. I'm just watching that as a as a fan that knows nothing about it, and it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it can yeah. be. Like, I'm not doing extra reading. I'm reading what people are saying on the forum threads, but only the non-book spoiler. I definitely want to read the book when it's done, but, like, I'm just, like, just letting that wash over me, and I'm loving the hell out of American Gods. Hmm. Um, and that's it. Unfortunately, uh, oh, I guess the other thing, yeah, I don't want to talk about House of Cards or Orange is the New Black, other than I'm not, we're not covering either of them this week, this year. Yeah, I suppose this is that's the year where we ought to we ought to record um, a brief mention of that on their uh, the feeds on their feeds, yeah. so people don't sit there and wait for them. But uh, there yep. we go. That is uh, that is uh, who won the week. Um, if you have, I don't know how in the hell you would have gotten this far in a week without being aware of it. But uh, we have been doing we're doing a push to to do a bald move survey. And yeah. I don't have a special link for this one because this is not show specific. But if you go to the show notes for Bald Move Television this week, this episode, there's a link to click on it. And uh, it just takes a couple minutes of your time. It is anonymous. We don't collect your email. Um, it's just a bunch. It's a it's 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 a bunch of ways that we're trying to figure out how we can make Bald Move better, make more people happy. And there's a little bit of demographics there that are anonymized uh, to help us sell advertising. Uh, in the future Uh, and if you could help us out by taking that survey again the link is in the show notes Uh, or if you want to do you know the only reason we're splitting them into different shows is that's a little bit additional metadata because we can split it's the same survey but we can filter the results by which show link you use so we can see like try to draw generalizations between the different audiences and we're going to do that through the rest of the year better call uh, game of thrones when it comes out and all our other shows we're going to have a specialized link and we're going to collect that throughout the rest of 2017 uh probably stuff we funnel back into our empire business podcast too we'll probably have a survey survey says episode of that where we um kind of review that for the the diehards want to know behind the scenes stuff about bald move Mm -hmm. anyway uh, if you'd like to send in feedback, you can do so, tv at baldmove.com. Argue about it on the forums, forums.baldmove.com. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, who won the week between the two and maybe some more Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah. that that will be next week. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Have a good weekend.